Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So, Lee, we began last week with this bizarre situation of Joe Biden's administration, their Department of Injustice, filing this emergency case before the Supreme Court. And do you know what the emergency was? Yeah, what's the emergency? Uh, They need to cut through fences and razor wire at the border. The razor wire had been put up um, by Texas officials. The fences are on private property. They need to cut through to let their illegal voter, I'm sorry, their, um, the illegals in. Yeah. That's the emergency. That was the emergency. And, uh, they, uh, Texas attorney general, Ken Paxton sued them, said, no, you cannot go onto private property in Texas and cut, uh, you know, cut down the fence, open the fences up. You cannot use your bulldozers to lift the concertina wire or cut through it. We put it there. Our national guard put it there and it will stay. And so the Biden administration freaked out because they don't want to be separated from their voters. And so they went ahead and they're at the Supreme court. Now we'll see what the Supreme court does, um, with that. Well, what and what you're seeing here, let me step back for a moment. We have this great story you just did in the news. Um, there, the Texas has now seized control of a park. Yeah, they have banned the federal authorities yes, from good, going in there. Yes, good. this is something you've been this talking about. This is the about. fight I want. Exactly. This is what you, I, I, it's probably been, what, two or three years yes. I've heard you talk about. Mm-hmm. This is what states should be doing. Yep. Stop the federal government from preventing the states from doing what the federal government is supposed to do to begin with. Yes, and and again, if you go from the founding until uh, just before the year 1900 and you read the Supreme Court cases, the Supreme Court acknowledged over and over and over and over again the federal government does not have the authority to do border enforcement uh, against illegals. It does not. In fact, for all of those years, Congress sent money to the states to do their own border enforcement. They do not belong in our states, except perhaps with our permission. Um, but we should we should even be doing that. So what what is happening here? It's this really interesting dance, okay? They're repelling the border patrol. They're repelling the border patrol. This is what it's... You, if you are going to fight illegal immigration, you have to fight the border patrol at this point. <laughs> Think of the absurdity yeah, of that. Absolutely. They work for the Department of yeah. Homeland Security. Yeah. The entire purpose of the Department of Homeland Security, I say it every week because it's so mind-boggling, George W. Bush explained to us, we were going to keep the terrorists out of the homeland. They are bringing them into the homeland. Yeah. Now, here's the really weird thing about this, okay? Um, the Border Patrol Union loves this. They're being repelled, being blocked, kept out of this park, which, by the way, is this huge super highway basically for illegal immigrants right so what texas is doing is twofold this is why they're doing it they went out there they put up the concertina wire they put up the blockades right they have to repel the border patrol or joe and the department of homeland security will just order the border patrol to cut the wires and to move them out of the way or they'll bring in bulldozers to lift it up so they can say hey we didn't cut the wire well you just brought your bulldozer and lifted it up and let the illegals under right yeah. so in order to preserve the blockade they put up they have to repel the federal authorities the border patrol and the border patrol loves it 
because they're patriotic Americans, most of them, and they don't want to let the illegals in, but those are their orders. So we have this bizarre situation where the Border Patrol Union put out a statement, uh, Border Patrol Council uh, leader, uh, Brandon Judd, who I love, Governor, we've had him on the show many times, Governor Abbott is not harming Border Patrol operations, he said. He's enhancing them. His season control of, of Shelby Park allows our agents to deploy to trouble spots that experience high numbers of gotaways. Governor Abbott's action should be seen as a force, mul- force multiplier. Why? Because with the Border Patrol out of the way and repelled and not allowed to enter the area, they cannot be given commands to go in there and tear down the barriers. So guess what? Illegal immigration stops and the Border c- Patrol can go do their job. Yeah. This is the bizarre level of the situation. Yeah. The Border Patrol's like, oh, thanks for repelling us. Thank God, because we're Americans. Just, you just have to laugh. I, it's I'll so bizarre. Yeah. But we're going to have to get to a point, and this this really is a new front, and um, good for Governor Abbott. I've had a lot of harsh criticism for him in the past. I think he's being driven to it by public opinion, but I don't care how he gets there. Yeah. I, I've forecast for a long time that I think the thing that is going to cause governors to repel the federal government from our states. I ultimately think, I've always thought it would be over natural resources. We would get to such a point of desperation as the rolling blackouts really get going in 2030 uh, because by then 20% of our energy will be gone in forms of coal, coal, maybe even 60% because that's Joe's executive order. Desperation will ensue even at 20%. We will have no more coal. This is already underway, by the way. It's not theoretical. Obama uh, got rid of 40% of our then energy supply between 2010 and 2019 when he eliminated coal. This 20% of our energy supply that's left, that's coal, that is gone by 2030. They will do it. They are doing it. They have shut down hundreds of coal-fired plants, right? It's happening. So as you have rolling blackouts, as your manufacturers that are so critical to your state, like think here Boeing and Michelin and BMW and all that, as they're like, oh, my God, I'm sitting in the dark. These governors are going to be people sitting on their lawns. okay? so they're going to have to face down the federal government to turn the lights on. We are going to have to repel them. But what we need morally is a righteous reason to do it. We need to repel them and take our states back. And I think we're going to have to be driven, as Dan Bongino said, to a point of desperation where you get up in the morning and it affects your life. Yeah. And you're seeing the first one of these. This is historically. This, I mean, really is. This is a new front yeah. with Abbott saying, go away to the Border Patrol. Now, you're going to see the Biden folks freak. Oh, yeah. They're going to freak. They're going to sue. They're going to demand access to the park so they can get in there and take down these barriers because this is a key superhighway for their voters i'm sorry the illegal immigrants i'm just waiting for the where to get to the point where then you have some type of federal law enforcement agency going to arrest yep texas they're going to come for the governors they're going to go into governor's mansions and take them and that is the fight i want i want to see sheriffs saying hell no and repelling them at 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 the border of the state that that is gonna it's gonna have to happen or we will be living in a third world hellhole in the dark those are our options we got no other line to defense at this point. I just think Fort Sumter. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I know. Well, yes, okay. I'm, you I said mean, it, I, not me. I'm just yeah, saying. I mean, that's. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm a South Carolinian. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I, there, there's some similarities there. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Not encouraging anything. Just saying. 
Uh, well, yeah, and I think I think you're seeing with Abbott what I kind of forecast here, um, which is the pressure on him from public opinion gets so harsh that he has to finally take on the federal government. He could have done this years ago, but he's got no choice now. And people are looking at him and saying, what are you going to do, bud? So, um, again, I thought it would be over natural resources. It's great. I'd lo- I'm, I'm happy to do it anyway. I don't care. But when you look at who is in the moral right here and literally in the legal right, I've been seeing for, what, two weeks now, it is time for our attorney generals to begin arresting management of the TSA um, at our airports. They are violating federal law when they create special lines for unvetted people with no visa and no ID to go through and get on planes. You can get them on a RICO. You can get them on the RICO statutes. You can try them because RICO is federal law, yes, but it could be used at the state level. We need to begin to arrest them. If these were Republican voters, yeah. you, you better already, bet you better bet yeah. those attorneys general of those blue states would have they would have already arrested heads of TSA. They'd get them when they come across state lines. Yeah. And you know what I'm describing here, all of this that I'm talking about? This Abbott thing doesn't rise to it yet. But all of these things that I'm describing, what would that be? What what would what would that be the beginning of? It would be the beginning of the divorce of the states from the union. That's yep. what it would be. Yeah. And it wouldn't go in a formal declaration like it once did yeah. <clears throat> in the South. It wouldn't go like that. It would be like, okay, we're breaking with you. You're breaking federal law. You're doing it on our territory. We cannot live this way. We cannot live in the dark. We're gonna have. We're, you're gonna have to leave. And you're you will see. And I have predicted it. If you will see before the end of our lifetimes, you will see a governor arrested and dragged out of a governor's mansion. I just don't know which one it's gonna be yet. Abbott's running a good campaign, though, to be the first right now. Good yes. for, and good for him yeah. when he gets it wrong, I tell you, but he's got it right right here. I, I just got to tell you, this is a bold move. I like this a lot. I and do, too. It's, it's a lot of symbolism over substance, but it's symbolism that needs to happen. We've never seen it before. the substance yeah. of what we're dealing with is the abdication of sovereignty. Yeah, and, and the breaking of the federal law. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's it. I mm-hmm. mean, it is the federal government that is breaking the federal law. So yeah. Um, and, and, and allowing terrorists to come into this country. I mean, when you look at Joe Biden, I mean, honestly, if I could, if it was up to me and I was governor, if I could get high-ranking uh, Homeland Security officials, if that could get them on my state territory, I would arrest them. Because when you take the Border Patrol One app and you create a fake little QR code, and then they can use that QR code as illegal immigrants, they are not legal, to fly into here from Lebanon, from Yemen, from Iran, Joe Biden, we know, took 7,200 of them. They are illegal immigrants, but they flew in. Just try as a U.S. Last two years. Just try as a U.S. citizen going around the TSA inspection points. Just try that. See how that works yeah. out. Oh, oh, try this one. You're a U.S. citizen and you lost your visa in a foreign country. <laughs> you think it was like, hey, sorry, Mr. TSA agent, I lost my visa on vacation. Can I just come back? Uh, heck no. Good luck. Go find the embassy. You're going to be parked for mm-hmm. a couple weeks. Yeah. At least. At least. Unless you are from yet. Lee, listen to the list, okay? This is crazy. The people threatening to attack our soil this morning. Yemenis, right? Because the Houthis. Oh, yeah. Because we just hit them. Yeah. And uh, also Hezbollah. Our intel agencies are warning, warning us, oh, hey, they're going to hit our, hit us on our soil. Who are the groups Joe Biden let in with that CPB1 app secretly? We just found out about it. Iran. Lebanon. Yemen. They flew in, 7,200 of them in the last two years. If this were a Republican unvetted. president, they'd be hollering treason in the halls of Congress. Democrats would. Oh, I'd be calling for impeachment. 
I don't care. I don't care what your party is. You betray this country. I'm coming after you. So that that's where we are. But so this is good. This is good news this morning. Good for Governor Abbott. Never thought I'd say that, but okay. We'll take it. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So I'm very excited about this Governor Abbott repels the Border Patrol, which is really just a, a cartel-affiliated human trafficking organization at this point. I'm really excited about them repelling the Border Patrol from this park. The story is really interesting. Um, the, the park has become a super highway for Joe's future voters. And so what Abbott wanted to do, and so as they come across the park, the Border Patrol stands there, waits for them, gives them the Obama phone, processes them, gets them on the bus or the plane, and takes them to wherever they're going. And if they're terrorists, then they just, you know, resume their terror planning activities. So what has happened here is Abbott said, no, 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 we're, we're, we're going to stop this. What we want to do is we want to use the razor wire. We want to use these effective methods. They do razor wire nests. If you've ever seen these, they'll go up like 10 feet tall, 15. You can't, you can't get around them. So in order to do that, they cleared out the human trafficking operation, also known as the Border Patrol. So, and they told them, you, you can't come in the area. You're done here. And then they put up the wire. Okay, this is going to enrage Joe Biden. I mean, it's going to enrage him out of whatever slumber he's in. He's called a lid so nobody could find him. He's probably on vacation like he is 37% of the time, as we learned this week. So this is going to enrage him because, see, <laughs> this is what I love about this. Right now, uh, Governor Abbott and his attorney general, Ken Paxton, are in the, at the Supreme Court. Joe argued last week he should be able to cut through the razor wire to let his voters in. And he also wants to be able to rip down fences on private property in Texas so the illegals can just come in and trample your property and then, you know, go wherever they're going to go to vote. So they eventually, not right now, but they'll they'll get them registered in Amnesty. So um, they said, no, Joe cannot cut the razor wire anymore. So Joe freaked and went to uh, the Supreme Court and, said, and he's, he's asking for emergency permission to, to, to cut through. Right. So in the middle of that court fight, Abbott says, all right, I'm going to raise you one. I'm going to kick you out of that park that you use as a super highway, but it's supposed to be for Texans. And I'm going to put up more razor wire. These are not hard things. And then he kicks out Joe's Border Patrol. Why does he do that? So they can't cut through the razor wire as soon as, as, soon as Abbott puts it up. Oh, Joe's going to freak. He's going to freak. They cannot be separated from their voters. They're going to call this a human rights atrocity, whatever. So anyway, what's so great about it is the Border Patrol loves it. The Border Patrol Union is like, yes, thank you for blocking us. I got this text. I think this is interesting. On the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, hey, Tara, I understand that the Border Patrol may be following orders, but that is not a legitimate defense. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. That's one of the reasons why I resigned from the Department of Homeland Security. Good for you. The Border Patrol agents know that they are following illegal orders and they have a duty to refuse to follow said orders. Uh, Texter writes, I just realized something. All the agents that are in control of the southern border are also at fault and in the wrong because they're not rebelling against the Biden administration, refusing to follow corrupt or no, not just corrupt, illegal. 
This is a human trafficking operation. They are assisting bringing illegal immigrants illegally into the country. That is a crime if you do it as a private citizen. Many people have gone to prison for it. Texture writes, hey, Tara, good show. Thank you. The Civil War, 1913 Federal Reserve Act and the 16th and 17th Amendments killed states' rights. America is supposed to be a federal republic, not a federal tyranny run by a small few in D.C. Yes, I know. You know this. Keep up the good work. That's why I'm so encouraged by this. This is a step that has not been taken. It's a small one, but this is what we need to do. We need to repel the federal government when they break the law. Texture writes, I'm a South Carolinian first, a U.S. citizen second. Another texter writes, Hitira, uh, I don't know who will be the first governor to be dragged out of the governor's mansion. They will. They'll come for him. But I guarantee it won't be McMaster. He's to go along to get along. Oh, yeah, I know. I agree with that. Another texter writes, Tira, if you want to see bad optics, watch them put a governor in handcuffs that's in a wheelchair. Abbott is in a wheelchair. That's what that's about. Uh, text writes, hey, Tara, my wife is a teacher here in Spartanburg County. She told me since the Christmas break, they've been getting three new kids a day, none speak English. Russian, Ukraine, and south of the border. Hmm. Another texture writes, um, 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 where do we go? Oh, I'm so jealous of this. Oh, I want one of these so bad. Texture writes, I installed a nice wood stove in my grandmother's house due to the fact, due to the fact that Duke did rolling blackouts the other year here in North Carolina. Her house was 40 degrees for half a day. Never again. Oh, I want one of those so bad. I wonder if it would increase or decrease the value of my home. Anyway, sorry, it's Friday. I got to do the show. All right, Texture writes, um, Tara, the majority of our Border Patrol agents are Hispanic. Good for them for rebelling. At least they're union anyway. Uh, no, the text writes, the illegal adults and children are being sent to work, which is taking citizens' jobs. Uh, and, oh, I love this. Texture writes, Obama must be white with rage over Texas refusing to let the Border Patrol continue trafficking humans for profits. Oh, yeah. None of them are happy this morning. No, I love it. Do you see... Did you see the maker of that Alaska Airlines door plug? Yeah, this is just breaking. Recently sued over widespread quality failures. Oops. Yeah, it was only a month before that uh, door blew out on the plane that they were sued uh, by the federal government for faulty equipment. Listen to this. This is real confidence inspiring. Investors in the company, the main supplier of fuselage parts to Boeing. Oops. You mean it wasn't just the door plugs that are faulty? No. The main supplier of fuselage parts to Boeing had emphasized the importance of the 737 MAX program. Oh, no. After deadly accidents involving the model in 2018 and 2019. Wow. Those crashes in Indonesia and Ethiopia killed 346 people combined, resulting in temporary global grounding of the jets and igniting concerns over Boeing's quality control and safety. Although Spirit Aerosystems made promises about its improved processes and safeguards, it concealed from investors that Spirit suffered from widespread and sustained quality failures. That's not good. No, it's not just the door plug. They are, again, currently the target of a recent class action lawsuit and a federal lawsuit because of sustained quality failures. 
fuselage. That's kind of important, isn't it? I don't know. Do you fly? Sounds important. Oh, yeah, I know it's important. Okay, that's not good. Not at all. Meanwhile, the question now is, who will go to prison first in Georgia? Will it be Donald J. Trump or will it be the Fulton County persecutor, Fannie Willis? Hmm. I don't know. They should have like a Vegas odds betting option on that, like with a bookie or something. New York Post running a story about her this morning, stepping out armed with a handgun. Yeah, because she's under a lot of scrutiny, including by the wife of the guy she is playing piano with and has fraudulently apparently forwarded. I don't know how you describe it. 600 forward is a good choice of words at this point. It's all very nebulous. $600,000 worth of the county budget for prosecution toward. So he he uses the money to go for on a vacation with her while he still has a wife. And now she won't shut up. I can't imagine. I, I would be same way. So it's getting hot, folks. It's getting hot. So anyway, what, what, what drove all this this week, if you're just kind of hearing bits and pieces of this, the persecutor in Fulton County, who is as full of it as the persecutors in New York in those Trump cases, um, got caught moving money in a way that violates RICO statutes. And she's coming after Trump through a, with, with, a, with, a, with a legal RICO framework. At least that's appear, what it appears she's constructing. We don't, we don't know yet, but that's what it appears she's constructing. We'll, we'll really see when she gets to court. And so there was a court filing today with one of the Trump associate, uh, alleged accomplices, who's also charged, saying, like, listen, she, she could be prosecuted using a RICO statute. You can't make this up. You know, it's just it's just more Democrat style corruption. It's just what it is. I mean, this is this is increasingly becoming a criminal cartel more than it is a political party. Okay, so I could do a whole show on the fact that Joe finally bombed, well, pretended to bomb the Houthis. And and he had to because of everything going on with Austin this week, it's very embarrassing, uh, you know, that our defense secretary is in fact AWOL. Uh, and now for the first time, we've had one of our ships targeted by the Houthis. So we launched 100 precision guided missiles at them, 60 targets, some of them into Yemen. Or we pretended to. I mean, the missiles are real, but I'll let Nathan Solace, uh, Trump former ambassador at large, explain. This is one of these trifling attacks where you, if you look up trifling in the Urban Dictionary, you're like, trying to look like you're trying while you're failing? Here we go. We've been telegraphing all day the fact that these strikes were coming. If there is a Houthi terrorist in Yemen, for hours. If, if there is a Houthi terrorist who was surprised by this, like they've got to be the dumbest terrorist in the world. It would surprise me if we actually managed to eliminate any of their leaders or the people who are responsible for these attacks on Americans and on commercial shipping. It looks like the administration was telegraphing this strike precisely to avoid casualties on the part of the Houthis. Okay. Joe Biden has made such an absolute disaster of the Middle East. We have now had to reroute 20% of global, global traffic. So this is a guy who said he's going to go in the Middle East and fix Trump's mess. What a mess. We have never seen in the modern era since piracy at the beginning of the Union. That was Muslims too. Weird. That's why we have the Marines. They had to fight the Muslims um, who were pirates. Um, yeah. So we haven't seen that since the beginning of the Union. So we literally have pirates now. But the difference this time, and this is what I've been pointing out, Joe Biden is paying the Houthis to attack us and our allies. 
Yes, I just said that. Joe Biden is paying us. So when when you see them giving them warning, when you see them avoiding killing the leaders because they need the leaders to attack us again and everybody else um, so we can go to war with Iran, you 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 can say. And by the way, the, the, the whole war with Iran, they don't actually want a war with Iran. They just want a war with a nuclear armed country. They don't care which one. I mean, it could be Russia. It could be Iran. It's not personal. But they need that. If I could play you one thing to explain to you, you know, you know what you need to do? I did a podcast on this yesterday, literally as this is breaking. And I talked about the desperation of our elites in this country to get into a war with a nuclear armed country. They are desperate to do that. Uh, they don't intend to actually hold the nuclear war on our soil. I don't think they'd like to hold it in another address like, you know, Iran or, or, or Yemen or Perhaps even Ukraine would be nice. They'd really love to get into it with Russia. Um, And Tucker Carlson warned us why that is. So I went through, predicted the three ways this year they will try to get into a war with a nuclear armed nation. Can't be just any nation because we're used to those wars. It's got to be a nuclear armed nation to get the kind of lockdowns and dictatorial powers that they want. Uh, And I explained this in the podcast. So you need to listen to yesterday's podcast Uh, so that all of the events unfolding will make sense to you. So this is why we pretend hit them yesterday, but made sure not to actually hurt them because we need them to be in fine fighting shape. Uh, It'd be great if they would conduct an attack on the homeland. Uh, Think of the power they could get from that. Um, But, you know, so many options. So that's what's going on. It's yesterday's Battleground America podcast. You could get it by texting keyword Battleground to 71307. And... I'm going to explain this as we go, but let, let me play Tucker for you. Explain why, they, and they don't care what country it is. Ideally, if they could get into a war with Iran via the Houthis and draw Russia in, that would work too. And the way you know that is because they have given Iran $16 billion, with a B, billion dollars since 9-11, $10 billion of it after the Hezbollah attack on Israel. And we now know for a fact, Washington Post and Wall Street Journal, I read you the articles, Iran armed and trained Hamas and provided logistical support for that attack. And we went, yeah, that's cool. Here, have 10 billion more. So that's how you know they want the war. Why are we shoving all this money at Iran, $16 billion uh, since 9-11 this year? We need to speed up their nuclear program. We need them to be nuclear armed. So imagine... The Houthis, and now they're attacking, but they've got nuclear materials. So many ways they could use it. Yes, that gets the Biden administration very excited in, in like they'd love to see it. Here's Tucker Carlson explaining why. Never forget this. This is the central part of my podcast yesterday. I explained the three ways this year they will try to get us into a conflict with a nuclear armed nation. Instead, they're telling you that you're a traitor to your country if you don't want a third world war. They're afraid. Why are they afraid? Because they know the public is not on their side. But the second we actually go to war with Russia, they will use that as a pretext to crush all dissent. There is no dissent allowed in wartime. And that's what this is really about, in addition to their personal enrichment. It's about changing the domestic politics of the United States. The second we can all say we're at war with Russia, not in effect, but in reality, in a hot war, which is what they want, that's that's the moment that you are no longer allowed to express your opinions. And the penalty is jail during war. It's happened a lot, and they want that now. Oh, do they? Preferably by the election. Now, that doesn't mean they'll succeed. They've been trying since they tried to get into a war with Russia over Syria. They were going to hold it there. That was the address. That didn't work out for them. 
Um, so they're, they're not very competent, which is the good thing for the world. But they are trying to get in a war. And that's what this whole Houthi skirmish is about. Uh, if you want more details on that, you listen to the podcast. And I'll have more as the show unro- un- un- unfolds about the sort of Houthi angle to it. Coming up. Yeah, that's one of my enduring concerns out here is that we have all those troops that are just sitting out in the middle of the desert in Iraq and Syria. With and they have they, the enemy has you know detailed coordinates of exactly where they are, and it's not that hard to shoot them and add to it if they want to. But you know what? The other thing that I haven't heard well, we haven't heard anything from the White House, but I, I dang sure want to hear quickly what next because what happens if if the Houthis make good on this threat? And they do hit some of our interests. They do hit some of our people somewhere else. They do strike somewhere in the border. Now what are you going to do? Because now we have to escalate up even higher. Even higher, yeah. Well, I mean, good. Once you understand this is not incompetence, this is evil, it all makes sense. The biggest irony of this, and this is why I titled my stream this morning, if you're watching it on Rumble or Twitter or on my YouTube channel, Joe Biden is is paying the Houthis to hit us. Once you understand that, everything about our foreign policy begins to make sense. That's not weakness. That's evil. A specific amount, $16 billion. We've been all over this. And one of the ways that Biden and before him Obama regime was able to transfer money to Iran to further their nuclear program and their terrorist groups, Hezbollah, Hamas, and now the Houthis, uh, is using hostage deals, right? So they traded Bo Bergdahl. They were able... Um, to give them some money for that. They put the money on the pallets. Well, what they do now, they just, on 9-11, they announced, hey, we're giving Iran $6 billion. Well, why? We're doing a hostage swap. They're not giving us any money. Well, because it's a way to sneak them the money because they need to get them to ramp that nuclear program up faster. Remember, they are on the cusp of having nukes. They have enough fissile material for three to four bombs, right? So we need to make sure that they can get those bombs built in time for the election. That's why the rush. But $6 billion was not enough. So after October 7th, which we know Iran did, right? They armed, trained, assisted Hamas, all of that, even did logistical support. We went, we love what you're doing there in Israel. And we gave them $10 billion more with a B. What we did was there, the money was in accounts in, in, in Iraq. They had been frozen, sanctions, Trump, all that. We lifted the sanctions. They've since drawn two times from the money, maybe three by now. U.S. media isn't reporting this. You could read it in the Israeli news. So what is this for? What are they, so when you see these, have you ever seen the Yemen, Yemenis attack us before? I mean, they're always fighting with Saudi Arabia, but have you seen them attack us? At, attack us? No. Why? They didn't have the military-grade hardware. I mean, this is high-end stuff they're using. They're going to sink a ship, by the way. They have underwater drones. That's coming. That's totally coming. Why? Because Iran has the money because Joe gave it to them. He is paying them to do this. Once you understand that, it makes sense. All of this stuff, these missiles are getting lobbed at our troops. Over 34 of them now have severe brain damage. Why? Joe paid for the missiles, $16 billion. When you give that kind of money to Iran, they get it. It's a green flag. We like what you're doing. We'd like you to do more. They get it. They know Joe's on their side. And look, they see things like this. Hey, we're going to give all the Yemeni Houthi leadership. We're going to give them like hours of heads up so they can get the leadership out so no one gets hurt. We're just going to blow up some warehouses or something um, because we need you to be fully operational and get back in the game with the hardware we paid for. Why all of this? To get into a war. They want to get into a war. 
And they don't want you to figure out we're paying for it. We have this new bizarre foreign policy, by the way. If you are lucky enough, if you are lucky enough to go to war with us or be someone on their way to war with us, you have hit the jackpot, my friend. You get billions of dollars. We will pay you to make it fair. Can you imagine? Can you imagine World War II? Yeah, well, you know, it's not fair if we're fighting there in Normandy, but that's not fair. I mean, we're like, we're coming to, well, let's just give them billions of dollars to make it fair. Hitler? Yeah. Iran has basically the same ideology as Hitler. I mean, you know, not too different. Not really. They're fascist too. $16 billion since 9-11. That's September. For those of you on Common Core, Matt, that's like three, three and a half months ago. That's what's paying for all of this. And that's why they feel comfortable. That's why for the first time this week, they attacked one of our ships. It is only a matter of time before you hear the word underwater drone. And understand this. Iran is on the verge because of Joe Biden and the money he gave them of being nuclear armed. There's going to be a nuclear component to one of these attacks before you know it. It is coming. And remember this. When the missile hits with the nuke on it, Maybe one of our interests in the Red Sea area is something like that. When that hits, remember, they were given permission to buy missiles to put the nukes on. Iran was just a couple months ago by Joe Biden. He lifted the sanctions so they could buy the missile to put the nuke on. How much more evidence do you need? He is helping Iran go nuclear. Where do you see why? Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.